Nuclear weapons check. They mean nothing. Everybody's got them. Nobody has the balls to use them. Am I right? Space, you say? Space is a flop. Didn't you know that? An endless junkyard of orbiting debris. Ah, but miniaturization, Jack. That's the ticket. That's the edge that everybody's been looking for. Who will have that edge, Jack? What country will control miniaturization? Frankly, I don't give a shit. I'm only in this for the money. And that's why, Jack, we've got to get that little part out from inside of you. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Look What You Made Me View. This is the podcast where we watch movies about shrinking and also ask each other what we're thinking. <laughs> I'm Ryan. I'm Kaylee. <laughs> I'm in a strange man. <laughs> that's, that's a quote. A, that's that's it? It's a little bit longer, the quote, the original, I think. It's, I'm in a strange man. I'm in a strange man. Son of a bitch. I'm in a strange man. Uh, yeah. That's the quote from this week's movie, 1987's Inner Space. Uh, starring um, a Quaid, <laughs> a short. A Quaid. And a Meg. Yeah, let's read the back of the box summary on this. Jack Putter feels funny today. Nothing new to this 24-hour-a-day hypochondriac. What, <laughs> what's new is that Jack has, hears something. I'm possessed, he cries. And you're about to be possessed by laughter. Ha-ha! <laughs> Gremlins executive producer Steve Spielberg and director Joe Dante again rev their imaginations into overdrive for this comic adventure that won a 1987 Best, Best Visual Effects Academy Award. Hmm. The voice Jack Martin <laughs> Jack played by Martin Short hears is that of hotshot Navy pilot <laughs> Duck Pendleton, who's played by Dennis Quaid. Uh, subject of a secret miniaturization project gone awry and accidentally injected into Jack. That is quite the thing to say right there. Right. Uh, and before frazzled Jack can say, I've got you under my skin, his unlikely partner propels him into the craziest escape of his escapade, sorry, of his life. Wow. Okay. If you had to summarize this movie for someone, Kaylee. Um, Hmm. Unlikely pen pals. Because <laughs> there's, yeah, for so many reasons. Um, but yes, unlikely pen pals or um, that one episode of Magic School Bus that I couldn't watch. Yes, that, but a full-length feature film. I like the Magic School Bus. Yeah. Doug, that episode was terrifying. I don't know Weren't why you didn't that, like though? warm. No, no, no. I mean, some of them are really cool. You know, we go to the pooping. desert or. And going up their butthole now. No. Let's learn about sneezing and then you're in the nose. No. Let's learn um, about hearing. Now you're in stranger the Stranger in my butt. Also a great summary. Mm. Stranger in my butt. I mean, we pretty much summed it up with the I'm in a strange man. Yeah. A very exciting moment. Uh, I don't know why you didn't warn me about what this film was. How I'm, could I warn you about it? I'd, I'd ruin the whole appeal of it. You would. You know what? For the first, I think, 10 to 15 minutes of this movie, I was trying to figure out, like, what the fuck am I watching? It takes a lot of weird twists and turns. It steps into a territory that we both know I'm very uncomfortable with. I thought that he was going to turn into the bunny or the bunny was going to turn into him like a shaggy dog situation i can't watch shaggy dog for this reason like it freaks me out you know everybody's got like their one thing like some people can't watch alien movies some people can't watch um my dad for example cannot watch some jurassic can't watch park your dad for example they cannot watch my dad for example watching jurassic park because he cannot handle 
people being eaten by dinosaurs. <laughs> My thing is people turning into not people. <laughs> it freaks me out. Nobody turns into a not person at all. No, 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 no. But it it's doesn't still, happen. Okay. It doesn't, but it also does because it's like people turning into other people. This is also why I okay. haven't watched Face Off. What about, have you seen, um, damn it, what's the other thing, the Mars thing? Um, God damn it, it's a Schwarzenegger flick. Total, yeah, Total Recall. Total recall. Yeah. I have seen Terrified Me. Okay. Super scary. Um, uh, wow. What is his name? Quato? Uh, <laughs> we have a... Um, our our kid, not we, our kid has a pillow that has Elmo like coming out of it. Oh, yeah. Very like Elmo Han Solo. Quilmo, yeah. yeah. So we call him Quilmo. Oh, Quilmo, yeah. Yeah. So it freaks me out. I don't like <laughs> it. Um, this film touched so many spooky nerves for me, and spooky I'm really nerves. displeased <laughs> with the selection. I Okay. So I, I remember watching this a ton when I was a kid. Mostly, I think, on like HBO or something, but I, I do remember watching it a lot and enjoying it. And upon viewing it, I, I was excited. I was thinking, you were going to love this. I was going to love this. And it's not the same vibe as what I, what I remember as a kid, but I know, I know okay. why as a kid I liked this. All that face stuff where he's like freaking out and making funny faces. I loved Martin Short uh, mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Um, you know, he does his Martin Short dance at some point. So it checks a lot of boxes, and I can tune it out. I'm probably playing with toys while this thing's on, right? Yeah. But yeah. also, the like you said, the magic school bus element where they're inside the body. It's like learning about the anatomy, so that appealed to me as well. But we're really not because it's not like the magic school bus tour where they're like, and here is the left ventricle. No, it's just like, okay, I'm going to go to the ear now. <laughs> <laughs> They follow um, a system at some point of, of uh, veins and things, but um, yeah, it's it's kind of a weird. They they do show anatomy, but they don't really teach anatomy. If right? That, yeah. If that yeah. Makes sense. But either way, uh, I was kind of still excited at the top of the movie, seeing Joe Dante as the director. I'm thinking, okay, great. This That's- is. Director of Gremlins? Yeah, he yes. did. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I, at least Gremlins. Yeah, he did both Gremlins. He did. Yeah. And, you know, Stevie Spiels is a producer and he was he was pretty rocking back in the day. I mean, I mean if the robot few... arms didn't give it away, mm-hmm. that it's a Spielberg film. Yeah, the pod that they use for miniaturization yeah. is very Spielbergian. Spielberg. Spielbergis. Spielbergis. And it's like a pill version of the Back to the Future DeLorean. It's too clunky, though. I th- I think there's a lot of design problems here. So the fact that it won an Oscar for Best Visual Effects, I think that's all the like face-changing stuff, because this is prior to Terminator. Right. It's the face-changing stuff. It's also like tiny ship inside like what we presume a human body is like. On that scale, it's also when um, the semi-miniaturized uh, bad guys are bouncing around in the car. You can tell like they had to make a set specifically for the back seat. Yeah, um, so that's they true. look tiny. There's a lot of cool things going on here. It's just like the movie is just ideas. Yeah. It's not really cohesive or that good. That's Spielberg in the eighties. Yeah. It's like really big, very fun, very cool. Or potentially entertaining ideas. And then it's like very strange delivery and robot arms everywhere. <laughs> yeah, heavy usage of robot arms to do simple tasks too, which I think is a joke, but it wasn't that funny. Yeah, I think they could have played up the humor a lot more, especially this is Martin Short. And really, I just felt bad for him the whole time. It was like how he is in Captain Ron, but I feel like Captain Ron had more like clear punchlines. I forgot he was in that. He's the dad. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't play a straight guy well. He needs to be goofy. Are you calling Martin Short gay? It's a comedic term. Yeah, he doesn't play the straight man well. No. Yeah. I didn't think he had to in this film. I think he's meant to be the comedic 
thing. And then Dennis Quaid is meant to be chaotic. I don't know. I would describe them both as chaotic. Yeah. Dennis Quaid's just supposed to be cool. And he is. I think so. He's a, he's a bit of a fuck up, though. I mean, that's why Meg Ryan isn't totally attached, right? Yeah, so explain the beginning of this movie to me. They're at an award ceremony or something. He has had a few too many drinks. And then he starts talking to all these people who are like going to the moon or going to the Mars. And, and he is kind of washed up at like 30-something. Is that what's happening? Yeah, he's Tom Cruise. I was trying to figure in, out like, uh, Top Gun. is this a Space Force movie before Space Force exists? Like what branch of the military is Dennis Quaid's character from? Air Force? Yeah. Probably. And then like the miniaturization, is that also Air Force? Like what? Is I'm the confused. miniaturization Air Force? No, that is a science thing. So he can't get he can't work for the military anymore. He blows up and he gets a job with like an independent contractor, some sort of research uh, okay. facility. Okay. Because he's a pilot and they need a pilot. Cool. For a tiny ship. A teeny tiny craft. I thought you'd love this, and now watching it with you, I do realize why you wouldn't like this. And I remember it being better, so I'm sorry. You know what? It's okay, because I have given you some stinkers, and I'm not saying this was a total stinker. There are I moments that I like. Yeah, yeah. I was confident. That's always the biggest bummer. Um, but then there's like the greatest highs in our podcast experience where it's like little secrets and I completely forget that it is like a genuinely good movie yeah. and it's even better watching it as an adult. This is Dennis Quaid, whom I love. It's Meg Ryan, whom I love. Smart and short, we know I love. Whom I love. Whom I love. But it just doesn't seem to all come together. Like the chemistry between Martin Short, despite how adorable he is, he is so cute in this film. <laughs> it doesn't really seem to click yeah. with Meg Ryan. Everybody's kind of at peak them, right? Everybody's looking good and they seem to be right in the height of uh, their careers. Yeah. And it just doesn't work that well. I mean, there's a quote... <laughs> It's uh, somebody says at some point, as long as it's not too exciting. Yeah. Because oh yeah, that's right. Because his doctor tells him he's got to relax. He can't get all worked up. Okay, I love all of that. Yeah. But he doesn't seem like uh, the back of the box described him as a hypochondriac. He doesn't seem that way to me. He seems more like he's having a quarter life crisis. Quarter life. Huh? Yeah. To well, quote John generous. Mayer, that's generous. Um. Or, yeah, not quite a midlife. It seems like he's having like a, a mental breakdown. And his doctor kind of seems to be like um, Dr. Spichemin from 30 Rock. Okay, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, he's, he tells him that he's the cornerstone of his, um, <laughs> his practice because he comes in so much. Okay. That's sad as hell. But we know some people that supported some restaurants around here. <laughs> It works that way sometimes. It does. You have some regulars, and they keep your business going. That's very true. That's the weird thing about our business is it's not like that at all. It's not one person. No. Uh, it's not. <laughs> Couldn't it is, possibly. It is repeat clients, but the repeat clients you only see like maybe once a year. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. You got to have a lot more people coming in. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Meg Ryan looks extremely chaotic. This is furthering my argument that things don't seem to quite fit together. Meg Ryan is giving chaotic, but she's supposed to be like the the source of stability in this film. Uh, and the music just doesn't seem to match up. Best example is we're like getting ready to get into the pod at the beginning of the movie. And everybody's like talking behind Dennis Quaid's back and they're like, it's going to fail. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why we gave it to this guy. Because we don't care if he dies. Like, it's it's really, really upsetting. But in the background, they're playing, like, hero music. It's like Disney, like, uh, Rudy catching the ball kind of music. Well, he, you know, there's a sort of somewhat um, Iron Eagle thing going on here. Sure. He's got his little Walkman. Yeah. You know, he's a pilot that has to crank the music. 
ridiculous. Ridiculous. But his music is, I don't know the name of the original singer. It's I all like know. Sam Cooke stuff. Yeah, it's, okay. It's, it's really old soul. Um, and I think that was happening a lot in 80s movies, but I don't know. I, I didn't, it didn't work that well here. It was cute. I like the main song, and now I can't think of the name. I literally only know the Amy Winehouse version of it. Cupid, draw yeah. back your bow. That's the one. It's cute. I like that. I believe Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid fucks. Oh, yeah. Like this movie? Like, yeah. yeah. I, I fully believe their relationship. Yeah. The moment where she's like driving away and it takes the bed sheet and we see Dennis Quaid butt. Naked Quaid. Love it. And plus, it's it's literary. Follow me for a second. In that, it foreshadows later penetration in the ass. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Doesn't it? It'd be funnier <laughs> though if we zoom in, like we cut from that mm-hmm. to Martin Short at the doctor. Like zooming out of Martin butt. Short's ass. Yeah, like maybe he's just in the robe or something. <gasps> oh, that's funny. Maybe that was planned, and Martin Short just didn't want to show. Well, again, you can't make don't make it too exciting. Don't make right. it too interesting. That's right. this. This movie is just kind of a wet blanket for the most part. It's a night. It's cool ideas with no energy. Yes. Um, I wanted more of the cool bad guy stuff that happens early on in the film. Oh my God, the when bad they, guy. Okay. When they bust into this lab um, and they start like putting on the gas masks and stuff, I'm getting like Joker vibes, like yeah. Heath Ledger. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. It was so cool. So they roll into the lab and they start spraying this gas. I have no idea what it is, but it's cool. I thought it was awesome. And my quote, well, I guess they can't shoot. They don't want to shoot, right? Right. They might damage something. But um, it'll also it was also like nonviolent. Yeah, I thought that was so cool. It's a stealth mission. They're not yeah. trying to kill the scientists. Metal Gear. Yeah, it's nice. See, I was not the one who referenced. <laughs> you were. It, it was bound to happen. Yeah. Yeah. What were we talking about though? It uh, looks so cool. They have this little moment when they're busting in, and they're almost like to the actual pod where they put in this weird like chip reader card into like the security slot in the oh, door yeah. and it explodes. So fun. Why have I not seen this in cool more movies? Pra- yeah, cool practical effects. I think that's Joe Dante all day is just playing around with silly things like a card that burns, yeah. you know? Um, really neat. Yeah, it's very like MacGruber. So then I called it because the dude had his weird, like it looked like he was pointing a gun the whole time. The main bad dude, the Terminator-esque Yes. Who I think, who did I say he was? Um, shit, uh, from Commando. Yeah. I think he might be that guy. But anyway, okay. Okay. he's got his hand like, it looks like a permanent gun, so I called it Fingy Guns. Fingy Guns. And then he shoots the Fingy Gun, and <laughs> the tip of his glove pops off, and it's like, why are you wearing gloves? Because On he, that has, fingy to, anyway. he like, has to cover up the fact that it's a robot hand. Right, it's to discuss because oh, later he like hand. yeah, yeah that's right. he, he takes it pops off, pops it off, uh huh. Which yes, and then okay. puts on a new hand. All of this so cool. It's so, very cool. It was I had a GI Joe figure that did the same thing. The B A T. The yeah, oh, dude. Don't get me started. <laughs> Don't get me fucking started. So okay. I'm sure that I grabbed my toy immediately and like started like taking the arm off, you know, watching this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Good stuff. I can see it. That's really cute. Um, We have a chase through a mall, which is very Commando-esque. Very 80s. Yeah, very 80s. We have to go to a mall if it's an 80s movie. Gotta have a mall. Mm -hmm. A mall and a rave. Gotta have Pokemon, gotta catch them all. 80s movies, gotta have them all. Oh, very good. That's our new tagline, everyone. That's right. (laughs) I thought... Robot hand from the jump. You thought fingy gun from the jump. We were both right. What a beautiful moment. What a beautiful moment. What a beautiful moment. Uh, Said the bridesmaid to the groom. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, I don't think you qualify as an elder emo. You can't reference it. I'm sorry. So at some point, though, um, he's confronted Martin Short. Uh, yes. he's, he's injected and he's acting all crazy at work. 
And yeah. he's told, I'd hate to see you throw it all away by going psycho on us. <laughs> okay, so I made the moderately inappropriate observation that this is 1987. He gets stabbed in the butt with a needle. This is... During the AIDS crisis? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So why isn't he immediately thinking? Like, it takes him a long time to think, oh my God, I got stabbed with a needle and There's now some, yeah. I can't breathe. There's something about old TV and movies where like, th- that happened, I think, where it was supposed to be barely noticeable. Yeah, you got, you know, a little uh, jab, but you didn't realize you got, you know, a shot. I don't know if it was like Magnum PI or what I was watching, but there's like this insane episode where somebody gets stabbed and he doesn't realize it until like days later because he's just slowly bleeding internally. I'm like, this is the I didn't know I was pregnant version of murder. Yeah. (laughs) Like how how I didn't know I was injured. Where's that show? Yeah. Yeah. The eighties are all about that. I didn't know I was injured. It's bizarre. And I'm not saying that like uh being uh injected with the AIDS virus would cause him to not be able to breathe. I'm saying that hysteria was so high at this point that His like he would think that heightened already. So yes. I, you know, I understand your argument, okay. but we should stop saying that. <laughs> okay, we can move on from that point. I just have to communicate. I was shocked that it took him that long, given that his character is a hypochondriac. Yeah, but he's on doctor's orders to relax, Kaylee. Right. So he's got to try to move. And you see he's fighting. He's he's on doctor's orders. Yes. I got to relax. He's telling the people at work, give me some aspirin. Like houses a bunch of aspirin. Um, wow. Oh my God, weird. Can we talk about Wendy now? Are we here? The coworker? Yes. Wendy coworker. Okay. Wendy is amazing. Wendy's hair is amazing. Wendy's hair is great. I think everything about this character is really well thought out. Just her lines alone. She has this line where um, she's talking to Martin Short and she's like, you're like one of the few guys at work that I haven't slept with and I'm moderately attracted to. Like just that line. She's like saying, I'm moderately attracted to you, which is half of a compliment, but it's immediately like preceded by I've slept with half the people at work. Yeah. And not you, Martin Short. Not a good look. It's not. She's such an interesting addition. I was very concerned that they were going to end up together at the end. I kind of expected that too. I knew he'd be rejected by Meg. And then, yeah, I figured he'd realize, oh, well, I have somebody that is interested in me. I've just been ignoring that. Because that is so common too. But um I'm glad he was more empowered than that. Damn, it makes me want to jump in and talk about the ending, actually. But w- before just- I just want to talk about the grocery store because I don't understand the lady with the orange hair. Oh, okay. The He's- dream sequence yeah. that he keeps having, and then it becomes reality. What? After he gets a, a tiny man shot into his butt. Wow, your dreams do become reality very with Freudian, a man in your ass. Very Freudian, right? I love it. Okay, so yeah, the lady, the dream is uh, he's ringing her stuff up and it's really expensive. It's like $100,000. Yeah. She says, I can't, I don't carry that kind of cash around and then pulls a gun out, a tiny little gun, yeah. little teeny tiny gun. Yeah. And he normally wakes up, but in, when it happens to him for real, she just lights a cigarette. It's a lighter. All right, so this lighter does not exist in 2023, right? Like you're not out at Coachella. No, I bet it does. No. We have everything now. Yeah, but at the same time, like now when there's so much like hysteria over um, just all of that mess, like I, I don't think that these gun lighters still exist. They definitely do. That's insane to me. There are... Crazy gun nuts that their whole life is guns. Okay. You think they don't want a lighter shaped like a gun? Okay, so you're at Coachella. You're going to light up Why are we a, talking about Coachella? I'm just using this as an example. Follow me. <laughs> you, so, you don't understand what you sound like mentioning <laughs> Coachella to try to make a point. <laughs> I'm trying to... Okay, so you're at... Uh, 
it. You're at the outdoor <laughs> patio of a bar. I'm trying to think of like outdoor venues. You're at the outdoor patio at a bar. You're still naming these super white girl friendly You're things. going to, no, no, no. Uh, patios at bars, everybody <laughs> is welcome on the patio at a bar. <laughs> what? Uh, you're at a winery. <laughs> I knew you were going there next. I almost said it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, like, okay. You're at a winery. You're having your <laughs> wine. You go to light a cigarette and then you pull out a gun. Yeah. A little tiny one. Everyone around you freaks out. No. Yes? No. Yes. No. Yes. No, because you immediately clicky clack and you make the fire appear. No, the second you see the clicky clack, you're freaking out. Like this is, I I don't. I think if somebody sees a tiny gun, they're not expecting to be shot by it. I think this has gone the way of candy cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) Like I don't think they still make these things. It's gone the way of candy guns. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And mini cigarettes. Yeah. They don't make those. You remember those? Barely. They had like the little half ones. They look like, um, I was going to say a word that I don't want to say on the podcast, but they look like really stubby blunts. Oh. The cigarettes? Yeah, the little half. They're like- We knew somebody that smoked those. And it was funny because they came in like really large quantities, but they're all tiny. Yeah, it's for a quick smoke break. I get it, I guess. It's genius, especially if you're trying to stop smoking. You only give Mm. yourself like the little... I get it. I get why that exists. I don't know why we're talking about tiny guns and cigarettes. I'm just upset. That's all. (laughs) And I don't understand like why is he having this dream and then it becomes reality? Like what is the point of that happening in the story? I mean, he literally that day detailed the dream to his doctor. Okay. Just before he got to work. What if it's a Ferris Bueller situation in which all of this is happening inside his head? The inner space, the entire movie. The entire oh. movie, inner space, is in the inner workings of Martin Short while he's sleeping. All right, let's think about something. Go ahead. Uh, oh, no, they have a wedding. I was trying to see if I could, because the, the way the movie ends, right? Yeah. I was trying to see if I could bridge that like almost Jacob's Ladder-esque type thing where when it starts to happen in his head, for real. Can you explain Jacob's Ladder? Because I hear this all the time and I don't necessarily... No. No, No? we'll just watch it. Okay, okay. Anyway, the ending kind of is is loose. It's... it's, uh, not an ending, truly. It's more of a new beginning for him. Yeah. So this is why I was thinking, if it is in his head, it's changed him, and that's why he's off on this new adventure type thing. But, uh, you know. Okay, but if it is in his head and it's continuing, it makes me feel like he's in a coma or it he's couldn't still be in his sleeping. He- it or- couldn't be in his head anyway. He goes to the wedding. I mean, it. Yeah, but oh, what if the weird. wedding is in his head? That's what I'm trying to say. The entire movie is in his head because he admits that this lady with the orange hair is a part of his dream. Yeah. So. Has he seen Meg Ryan before somehow? I don't know. I don't know. I I don't think that works. I don't think that theory works. It's just a theory because I can't make sense of why that would happen. Uh. Martin Short activates. Okay, he has Dennis Quaid inside his head. He starts to become a badass. Yeah. Right? Um, and I can't remember if it's him or if it's the doctor who's running away from Fingy Gun Guy, uh, but somebody picks up a bike. What oh, is, it's the doctor, yeah. Okay, what is with people leaving bikes out in the 80s? And what's up with uh, bike chases? They're just always out there. Yeah, man. Always. Like it was a BMX bike, too. Yeah, crime must have been terrible in the 80s because <laughs> bad guys could just grab a bike. Crime was terrible in the 80s. Was it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you could just reach up into a vending machine and grab the stuff. You can still do that. For real? hmm If you get tiny arms? Yeah. Well, that's the way to go. Tiny arm people out there. <laughs> free snacks. But They're everybody. all free for you. Go for it. Yeah, bikes everywhere. They're... Mm, 
It bothers me. It bothers you. Nobody bothers me. Yeah. I like that um, they make a deal. Dennis Quaid and Martin Short make a deal. He's going to help out Dennis Quaid, but Dennis Quaid has to assure him that there will be no pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like all of this. You like this? Yes. It's like he's negotiating with like a little... His internal demons. Internal terrorist. Yes. Ooh. I mean, there's some good metaphors at play here. I, yeah. I do appreciate that, but the movie doesn't really work those muscles, right? It, it's, not, it's not helping us there. It's giving us uh, so many ways we could go and then going the most boring way. Even the cowboy. I mean, they could have got anybody to play the cowboy instead they get and i can't think of his name at this time but he's not he's in a lot of stuff he is he's in star trek and i'm wondering if he was in it like before or after this well again good cast and all um Mm -hmm. i don't have problems with that but i do have problems with like the person they picked to play the cowboy isn't crazy enough i i don't know yeah this whole thing's kind of complicated already and then nobody stands out that much they just kind of have a name or Robert Picardo that's the guy's name he has a really cool name I didn't know Um, that was his name at all yep that's his name Robert Picardo pretty cool yeah he's from he's on Voyager yeah um well okay so let's just try to recap here yes a man is miniaturized to go into a rabbit for a lab experiment yeah Someone breaks in, a team of people break in to steal the chip that he has in his ship. Actually, which, both chips. Which looks like a gear. Yeah. Yeah. He's already miniaturized. The doctor runs, stabs uh, some random dude at a mall with the miniaturized guy. <laughs> and, okay, the people that broke into the lab or so chasing him and that's why he he does this and he dies in the process right am i right so far yeah i think so and then the miniaturized guy has to figure out a way to communicate he does this through like whatever sciencey things they want to explain yeah and so every you know he and the person he's in now know what's going on so now they've they have to figure stuff out and and solve the problem yes but the cowboy comes through because why? He, I get that, you know, there's bad guys that want yeah. this stuff. And, you know, the good guys are still, you know, trying to figure out how to solve the problem. He's what is the, the cowboy doing? He's the buyer. The cowboy what? is the buyer of these two microchips. Why do we need this element? Because um, we need comedic relief. And this is why I'm saying, like, the the cowboy did not deliver we also need somebody who has to meet with the bad guys so that we can imp- right. impersonate them right. and meet with the bad guys. So there's two logic problems in this movie. Love it. Okay. I feel like it's like scientists, like nerds writing this. Okay. Because um, the, yeah, that happens. The only way for us to get the other chip, because everybody needs both chips. Mm-hmm. The two sides need both chips. If you don't have a third party to bounce off of, there's no direct way. You just fight, right? Right. So the only tactical way, story-wise, is to have the cowboy now, right? Yes. An intermediary. And so Martin Short needs to impersonate him to get the other chip, to get access to negotiate with them Yeah. under the guise that he's buying the chip you know, to sell to some, I don't know, billionaire somewhere. Uh, yeah. To sell overseas. But the bad guys figured out that all they need is one chip, but to get the guy. Yes, because the guy has the other chip. If they can get in him, they can get him out and then use the second chip to enlarge them because the second chip just helps enlarge. Right. So there's all kinds of... it, It reminds me of Futurama. It is very like complicated in a fun way sometimes. But then it's complicated in dumb ways. So, so I don't know. It's just it's it's really busy and not much fanfare for that busyness. Like 
if you had cooler effects, cooler things happening inside the body, like, um, I don't know, make him swim up in his dick and, you know, give him an, an erection at an inappropriate time. Like, make him. This uh, is not Rick and Morty. But Rick and Morty did this. Yes. They did. Yes. But this is not, what is it? Skeletal Park, Thoracic Park. What it's, is it? it um, Anatomy Park. Anatomy Park. This yeah. is not Anatomy Park. But it should be more like that. <laughs> it, <laughs> they should have more fun with this stuff. I could see more like he taps into a nerve and like Martin Short lurches forward so he doesn't have smooth moves around Meg Ryan. Or like loosens his bowels so he farts. Oh, I like that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm suggesting dick and fart jokes. It doesn't have to be dick specific, but I do like the fart joke element. Dick specific. Right. And it it should be more like that. That's a great point. And it just doesn't So one of the, yeah, one of the, you know, it seems like it's going to be a problem for him to get out and yada, yada. But then he just makes out with Meg Ryan and and transfers him, uh, transfers Dennis Quaid through spit, I guess. Who is conveniently near the mouth. Right. Somehow. Both, like twice. Twice. Yeah. Because he's got to get back into Martin Short. Right. All Uh, of this is so gross. That was was all very silly. Uh, Not that the science is like... Really, I don't know. It's it's not that thorough, but sure. But I was upset. What does Dennis Quaid discover when he's inside Meg Ryan? That that was one of the better parts of the movie. Best part, little baby face. So he goes straight from the mouth, way down mm-hmm. south, mm-hmm. Uh, down to the womb, <laughs> down to the womb. He's you know he's a dirty man. Yeah, I just he's trying to figure out like where he's at. I I kind of get that. I just think it's really interesting that like he is inside the womb at the same time as his potential baby. Yeah. That's cool. Wouldn't he have to go through so many barriers to get to a womb? Heck yeah. I mean, this doesn't work at all. The more I think about this is it's so silly. Yeah. He's almost teleporting around bodies. He's also like cutting open veins all over the place. I I don't oh. know if that's bad, but it seems bad. I mean, and my justification was they're so tiny. They're little, little cuts. But, you know, still, you could, there's some toxicity elements to, um, you know, you could spread some things you may not want to. Yeah. Also, like, good on Martin Short for not having high cholesterol. Yeah. Right, like that would be well, a major problem. One of speaking of all this, uh, one of the better jokes is Martin Short's peeing, and he finishes, and he's like, "You still there?" <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. I did like that. Dennis Quaid says, "Why?" He's yeah. like, "Just checking." <laughs> uh, so we kind of get into like the bad guys lab around this point, and they are they have a, such a better operation. It's better, but I'm also like confused this seems like proprietary technology so how do they already have like oh, no. the whole fucking no. setup we've heard you know top brass this whole time mentioning we're not the only ones working on miniaturization technology oh, interesting yeah yeah we, okay. we've had that that kind of in the background um so then guns. why isn't the government hiring these people to do these the people mini- they're doing it way cooler and they could do it yeah i mean their lab doesn't almost explode when they do it. Uh, they, they can do it to different degrees, meaning not totally miniaturized because they get in there. I, that was so fucked up. I don't know why they needed to do this. It was sad, dude. They have to, these people. They get turned into like Oompa Loompa. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm talking about the ones from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory real, that yeah. are just like, mm-hmm. it. all of it was bizarre and wild to me. <laughs> But at the same time, like we get a really cool set out of it. They eventually yeah. catch up to. No, 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 no. They're in the car that Martin Short and yeah, Meg Ryan get That's into. What, that is one of the better scenes. Oh, it is the best scene yeah. in the whole movie. Yeah. I love a car scene. This was also really fun. Like Martin Short's just driving down the road, like, yay, we're going to make it. And then all of a sudden, like, baby hands <laughs> with long ass arms. Like, the long, like, triumph. Arms. Oh, so good. It was like gremlins. Yeah. It felt like gremlins. Yes, yeah. actually. That's a good way to put that. Best part of the whole movie. So much fun. I thought it was it was great. It finally picked up in energy and it was silly. So they needed more of that. Well, I mean, 
You know what happens. Yeah. Everything goes to its right place. They get married. In an uninteresting way, truly. I mean, it's they send the bad guy down there. Down where? They send a bad guy in, right? Oh, yeah. Inside Martin Short. But he gets dissolved by stomach acid. Walk through that for a sec. Like, is Martin Short a cannibal? Technically. Technically, now he is. He a is. A little tiny man was eaten by, digested by him. He ate a tiny man. And that's one of the better quotes in the movie. <laughs> you just digested the bad guy. <laughs> that's great. Digested the bad guy. Yummy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not just the bad guy, like a, the bad guy's little ship. Yeah. Martin Short has like little stuff in him now. Little weird ass things. Particles. Yeah. They'll eventually like go into the stomach. You think? Yeah. I, I would hope. Oh, I guess that stuff. Yeah. Cause it's already in the stomach acid. So he's probably going to poop that up. Little, little bones. The bones. <laughs> bones. I found another bone in my duty today. <laughs> <laughs> another 80s <laughs> element is like the magic wore off. So Martin Short suddenly realizes that. Dennis Quaid is not in his body, and that was like the thing that was giving him strength. Why did they trade back? That's what I'm wondering. Like, it why was didn't such a he good say, tactic. "No, no, no"? There's a, a bad guy inside of exactly. me. Let's keep it separated. Don't kiss me again. Oh, that's why, because he couldn't resist the kiss. Can't. So it is Meg Ryan. If he was thinking with his brain, mm -hmm. that wouldn't have been a thing. They could have used that because that was such a strategic thing for them to play. Like it's it's in him, yeah, but it's not. Yeah. So ah man, they fucked that up. How did the bad guy not also go into Meg Ryan? Yeah, that could have should have happened. Could have should have, or maybe swapped, and now the baby's in danger. Yeah, because oh oh, I just upped the stakes. Oh, I don't like that. Um, no, that's a. But seriously, that's a lot of tension that's that that would so create. That's so crazy. And the only like catharsis we have for the whole baby situation is Dennis Quaid is like, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> I hated it. Yeah. Oh my God. Meg Ryan might not even know, you know? I don't think, yeah, I would think she wouldn't. It doesn't seem like, she's definitely not playing the role like she knows. Right. I felt like she didn't know. Yeah. Audience let us know if she didn't know. We don't know. Did you know? We did not, but you <laughs> did might Did you see have. that coming? Because I did not see that coming. I did not. Yeah, no. it didn't really matter, though. I mean, it's good. It was a nice, heartwarming touch. It was cute. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. They, uh, yeah, the ending is pretty much, they get married, and then they, they are going to be driven off by the cowboy somehow. Yes. And the miniature people are in their luggage. Yes. And it's like, why? Why the fuck? I mean, are you trying to make a sequel? What, what is happening? It's because Dennis Quaid's cufflinks are the microchips. So the, why would he do that? That is such a good question. Also, they're not microchips as much as they are like capacitors or something. Yeah. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they, they look, look like, like little cogs. It's weird. Um, this is some... Mm, it doesn't make sense for the chips to still exist. I feel like the government would have destroyed them or like Dennis Quaid would be highly traumatized by this entire experience. So he would destroy the microchips. He's too cool for that. But yeah, I mean, but that inspires Martin Short to go help, right? Yes. He, he doesn't see, recognize the cowboy immediately, which is crazy to me. Um but then he does after the fact, and he goes after him. So, are we meant to think that there's a sequel here? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, potentially. I think every '80s movie was just set up for a sequel in case it get it got greenlit. Yeah, I'm. Tr I'm just trying to think of how you do a sequel to this. Um, they're on a cruise ship. That's a close set. But isn't the whole thing, like, isn't it about miniaturization? Like, yeah, they miniaturize get miniaturized again? on a cruise ship. It's a closed set, so that's a cheaper film, which is good for sequels. All of that totally makes sense. We do have the half-sized people, so, you know, some sort of size machine has to be at play anyway. Yeah. So they can try to be bigger again. Hmm. Oh, then maybe we could have somebody big. 
Maybe it goes the wrong way. Yeah, and in the ocean. I like that. Godzilla style. Yeah, yeah dude, we just wrote the sequel. They they need to yeah, we need the sequel to Interspace right now. I like now. it. Um I didn't like the movie, but sequel, yeah, let's do it. Cool. All right then. Well, uh, I think it's time to ask the most important questions. You got any highlights? I do. I really do. Um <laughs> I already talked about the bad guys coming into the lab. I thought that was really cool. But my highlight is the moment Dennis Quaid is like, hey, go to the mirror in the bathroom. Mm. That was so cute. It's like, let's connect on a human level. I want to know what you look like. You're looking around my house and seeing pictures of me. So you know what I look like. It was a really, really cool moment. And that was the reason why my summary was like bizarre pen pals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You might send a little picture just so somebody <laughs> on the other side of the world understands like what you look like. That's yeah. pretty cool. I'm starting to see another thing that they kind of left out that they could have touched on, which is just seeing the world through somebody else's eyes and him Ooh. learning a little bit more about, um, yeah, instead of fixing him chemically or medically, just like kind of understanding him could help his anxiety and yeah. his stress. Yeah. Like somebody just seeing how stressful his world is. Or like seeing how his body reacts when stressed out. I think just explaining that to Martin Short's character could have given him some power. Yeah. Like, oh, when I'm panicking, my body is doing this. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Knowledge Hmm. is power. Uh, I just liked that humanizing element. I thought that was really sweet. Bird up. Uh, low light? Low light is just the beginning of the film where I don't know what it's going to be and I don't know what level of terrified I'm supposed to be. <laughs> I would like to know. <laughs> like, uh, we watched Saw. I know how scared I'm supposed to be for Saw. I know what I'm getting into. But this is like, I don't know if he's going to become the rabbit because they keep referencing Bugs Bunny and Bugs Bunny is a talking rabbit. I think Dennis Quaid is going into the rabbit and then we're going to have like some weird hybrid animated talking rabbit. Um, Just terrifying thoughts. And the worst part of all of this is while it's being explained by the scientists, there is loud music and machinery going on. So you can't make out what they're saying. And it's chaos in their lab. Yeah. That's why I, I make that distinction about the bad guy's lab because the good, you know, the regular scientists, like their shit is just sloppy. The regular scientist is like Jurassic Park, but like the bad guys, they're like Chuck Jones, right? It, like it's super clean and white Tim and Burton. modern. More Tim Burton because it's really clean and really. Yeah, super sanitized. Just minimalist. Yeah. 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 I don't trust that anything in the good guy's lab is sterile. <laughs> None <laughs> right. of it. Right. There's a rabbit right there. Yeah. I just very upset that I didn't know what I was getting into, but that's the nature of the podcast. That's the show. Yeah. I'm losing faith in the idea that you are going to respect what I am not okay with watching. <laughs> Because <laughs> we've watched Saw, we've watched Police Academy, uh, Revenge of the Nerds. It's just like a free-for-all. It's all open. I don't, you know, honestly, I didn't remember much about this one. So I apologize. But yeah, I, I remember really liking it. That's all I can say. Mm, interesting. Okay. Uh, so Ryan, what is your highlight? I believe I like... Yo, everybody, I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. This is one of the greatest music videos of all time. One of the greatest music videos of all time. Drug. All right, that was I Do Not Hook Up. What in the world? By Kelly Clarkson. What did we just watch? 2009. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I definitely haven't seen this. Um, well, okay, so I've started to like uh, pull music videos that I watched in high school because I feel fine. like you have watched everything. So cool, we're going for high school. Um, <laughs> I was a sophomore when this came out. Okay. I think, yeah. Yeah, it's Kelly Clarkson. She's like a big deal around this time. Yeah. I think she did a song for another movie that we'll watch. I would imagine this is pretty early in her career, though, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Very, very early. She's still what was trying the line? To, I, I don't cook, but I'd clean up the, the mess, mess she, she made. Ma- yeah, she, yeah, she yeah. made or something. Wow. What a line. You'd never get her to sing that right now. No. And I mean, nobody would want that line right now. No. Right? Um, there's a, this one part where she like sings really fast. She's like, uh, so if you want me. And then it's like, da, 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 and nobody knows what she says there. And it's, I don't come cheap, but it sounds like she's saying, I'm a coochie, mm. which is cool. Like if that's how you identify, fine. <laughs> but it's, I don't come cheap. So... It took me a minute. Mm-hmm. I was listening to lyrics, you know, for a while, but cool. I wasn't really getting the chorus that much. And like, really, just what what is the song about? Because she's hooking up with guys in the video. Um, it seems very sexy. Yeah, but she does not hook up. I do not hook up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a anthem for. Probably the shittiest girls to bump into at a bar. <laughs> the woo girls. Good lord. With them thick ass low lights. Oh it, my God, what did we wear? It's always some girl that's like not interesting at all that's like saving themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, okay, well, go ahead. That's cool. I get it. You do you. I mean, full respect to however people decide to work within themselves. You know, like if, if. Sure, but you know what I'm talking about. These I, girls that are perpetually single, but it's mostly because nobody really wants to be with them. No, I think there's a, a slight difference here. I think it's more. It's not just girls. There's guys yeah, I think sorry. it's more she's saying, I don't hook up, but of course she does. Because look at the music video. She, yeah, she's all over these guys. So she's what, what is all that? Over. You tell me, how does that work? That's what I'm trying to figure out. So the opening, she's like with all her stuffy family or whatever, and they're all talking about how like, oh, rich people don't pay taxes. Good for us. Uh, I think she's saying, I do not hook up for the rich people in that scenario. Like, oh my God, I don't hook up. <laughs> and then she's like... Uh, rolling around with, um, I don't know, the server. I guess he's a server Yes, at their dinner party. And she starts off by singing something about his bloodshot eyes. Yeah. I see your bloodshot eyes and, and how you found a cure for that, basically drugs. Yeah, I feel like this should have been like she keeps getting hit on at a bar and she keeps having to say no. Like that's a more identifiable story as a woman. But I guess they're trying to like make the music video sexy or whatever. The whole bit where she's like, because uh, the more that you try, the harder I'll fight. Like, ooh, oh, okay. Like, ooh, this feels like she's being harassed at a bar. Yes. And we end up in a bar and she's like dancing and having a good time. And at that point, she's like with her ladies. And I'm like, cool. To me, it's an extra level. It's not just being hit on at a bar. It's like flirting with a person, mm. but like keep you keep reminding them that you're not going to sleep with them. Yeah, that and then person. you just do. Right. I get the feeling that she's going to just sleep with this guy. Exactly. So why are you? Do- it's um. It's theater. It's porn. <laughs> it's porn. It's porn. That's porn for some people. Like hey, no. Speaking I'm, of theater, shout out to the theater group. We just saw a little shop. Uh, we did. That's kind of a cool moment. We saw the movie here on the podcast, and then I see the play. It was nice. Very different. Very different. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking about we're a music really cool. video. Sorry. Uh. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, no. <laughs> I do not hook up. No. Um, I picked this just because it is so iconically 2009, um, it is. but also because I, I liked this song. It was kind of like a girl's anthem. 
Um, it's also kind of empowering, I guess, for women. Is it? Yeah, like it's such a simple thing to say. I do no. It'd be more empowering to be like, I'll hook up if I want to. Yeah, I I don't know either like, one. Not with you, sir. In my mind, either one is empowering, right? Like we got to look out for our fellow aces out there who are fellow like aces, aces, asexual. Oh, um, who do not hook up? Good for you guys. You know, oh. like, or people... Wouldn't that be better if that's what the song was? People who don't hook up because of religious reasons or people who don't hook up because well, they're, like... I think like that's what she's saying. Coping with she's trauma or... Yeah. Jesus. I don't think it's a Jesus thing. Everything's a Jesus thing, Kaylee. I think it's the porn thing, okay? I think it's the porn thing where she's like, no, I'm not going to hook up with you. And, like... <laughs> the. Goes through all this tedious torture just to hook up with the person. Maybe it's just playful. I'm not going to hook up. I'm going to fuck. <laughs> I go slow. <laughs> Ryan, what was your favorite part of this music video? Fa- oh. Uh, huh. Any highlights? Oh, okay, yes. Oh, boy. Uh, my highlight and low light are the same thing. Okay. And... There's two sides to this coin. There's a moment here, and there's only one, and they cut to her feet. (laughs) (laughs) That's both for you? Yes, because it makes me laugh. Because you like feet and you hate that you like feet. uh, For lack of a better phrase, the most standout moment for me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But also, I thought it was gross. It's weird. There's like this real quick... Let's look at their feet real quick. And it, I, it's literally one shot. They, and they're doing close-ups of like the uh, guitar player's guitar, mm-hmm. the uh, bass player's knees with his ripped jean knees. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the drummer, there's a close-up. So I guess they thought that they were going to use that a little bit more often. Then they realized, we can't just cut to her feet, guys. But then they're like, but we can. Ha-ha. Once. Real quick. <laughs> um Internet historians, I'm asking, when was the inception of WikiFeet? Like, just give me the date. I don't want details. I don't want to know anything about WikiFeet. I just want to know, when did it start? So I can figure out if, like, this is at the at the beginning of WikiFeet or if this inspired WikiFeet. No way. This is definitely after WikiFeet. This, is, this has got to be something that landed on it. but um, For sure. This this has to be after Wikifeet. I bet that shit started like when the internet started in '98. It's like the it, internet started in 1998. <laughs> yes, it did. I'm saying like Wikifeet existed in '98. I don't Probably. think so. No, when it's still like er no, like not really into feet like that. So I can't tell you downloading a page. I don't know. I, uh, let's see. Let, that this is a good a good question uh, to take my time uh, from lowlights highlights for this. Uh, <laughs> When did I become aware of WikiFeet? <laughs> I would guess 2009? Eight? Really? Nine? There you go. This music video is 2009. Okay. For me, 2012. 2012. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The year that everything ended. Yes. The yeah. year I graduated high school, so everything wow. ended. Wow. Yeah. You went to a Mayan high school, didn't you? I did indeed, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, uh, hey, uh, don't, don't rush out of this. My what highlight, was your highlight? <laughs> my highlight is the lowlights, okay? Your highlight is the lowlights? My highlight is lowlights. Bring back lowlights. They look insane and just oh, and bizarre. I love it. I thought you meant like our segment. We're like bringing back early 2000s fashion Low lights need to come back, like a big old fat chunky. Sure, a big old fat chunky. <laughs> a big old fat chunky low light. Yeah. Give me the big old fat chunky. My low light wiki feet. Yeah. Clearly. Also, just how confusing this whole music video is. Yeah, how, it's contradictory almost. Yeah, we go from like rich and fancy dinner party to like the yeah. bar. Yeah, who is she? Who is she? She's actually two people in this, isn't she? Who is Kelly Clarkson? I'm Kelly Clarkson. (laughs) Oh, I'm Reba. (laughs) Reba is Kelly Clarkson. Ah, She wanted to rejuvenate her career. I love it. And she went on American Idol. And uh, 
I don't think Kelly Clarkson won, aka Reba. Actually, yeah, she did. Didn't did she? Justin win or did Kelly win? Guarini was not the wiener. So okay, yeah. Wow. Now, yeah, you just got me involved in in thinking about those two and how they made a movie that we watched. Yeah. Mm. Everybody, go watch from Justin to Kelly, please. It's pretty crazy. It's great. Uh, back to the movie that we are watching. Back in time. Drug. The crazy face technology in this movie okay. is probably the only through line from me as a child to now as far as what I like about this movie. You like the faces? Well, yeah, I like the Martin short faces, like how he gets crazy and how that lends itself to the process in some ways. Um, when they, they're doing... Uh, who, who is it? Oh, well, he's changing back okay. at the dinner table. And he's, yeah. And like you can tell it's just they're blowing air in his face to do that stuff with his cheeks. Yes. I love all that. And yeah, I do. I, I like all the sci-fi type stuff here. Um, but particularly the face stuff because the other the inside stuff isn't as thrilling as it should be. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of the most interesting part of that and maybe the eye. The baby. I mean, the uh, baby. The baby was cool. It was also like kind of 2001-ish, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, low light is uh, the twist and dance scene <laughs> where Martin Short is drinking and he... Dennis Quaid is able to put out a little flask. Yes. And catch some of the stuff he's drinking. It's mm-hmm. pretty gross. I guess it's not that gross, but it's gross. It still touches like teeth and tongue before going yeah. to yeah. throat. But anyway, that that whole scene was just so cheesy, and um, it led to the part that you mentioned as a highlight, where um, he looks at himself in the mirror, and they kind of yeah. bond a little bit. So I, I, you know, that part's necessary. So I guess they had to get drunk. Oh, and, and he slaps himself sober. Crazy. <laughs> And then he can drive. Yes. That's how that works. Absolutely insane. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that's all I got, man. I I thoroughly thank you. I no thank you problem. thoroughly. Oh, <laughs> you're welcome. I thank you on a micro level and a macro level <laughs> for watching this movie with me. And audience, um, hopefully... You enjoyed it if you watched it, but if you did not, I apologize. This one did not necessarily hold up for me. So uh, would you make this famous, Kaylee? I would not, uh, and I'm kind of on the fence. I think it's fascinating. I think it is cool visually, and I think there is some fun stuff in here, but there are too many other good Martin Short and or Dennis Quaid films to watch. It's too bad it's not one of them, but... I would say that I would stu- I would make this famous only because it is. In some ways, it's referenced so often, and I felt compelled to watch it with you also because I do feel like it's a reference yeah. in many, many things. So the only reference is, though, the miniaturization aspect. <laughs> I feel like they <laughs> reference this in um, my favorite episode of The Simpsons. Maybe, yeah. Where... Um, what is the actor's name? The actor who lives in Springfield. He has an adorable little daughter. Bart falls in love with her. Um, he's basically Arnold, but in The Simpsons. Oh, 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 oh. Um, Jesus Christ. It, go on. Go okay. On. Anyway, the actor character in The Simpsons, uh, Bart is like wandering around his house and he sees like a giant Q-tip and like all of these cool giant set pieces yeah. um, from a movie where he was like shrunk down. And I'm wondering if this was like a reference to this movie or something like Maybe this. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. There you go. Who knows? Those are the shrinking movies. Inner Space yeah. and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. I'll take more. I will not if they are like this. <laughs> you know, they say the ocean is as vast and uh, diverse as the universe, and we have yet to explore most of that. So maybe the same goes for inside ourselves. Yeah, that bit where Martin Short was saying, 
you're seeing parts of myself that I'll never see. Yeah. Wow. Like to know somebody inside and out. Pretty deep inside. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> for <laughs> It's a strange man. I appreciate everybody listening. Check us out on the socials. Of course, look what you made me view on Instagram and Gmail. Uh, what are you, Kaylee, going to make me love you next? We're going to watch a dramatic film. How dramatic? So dramatic. <laughs> as dramatic as our child. A very, very dramatic. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, no buildup necessary. We're going to watch Dante's Peak. Dante? Dante's Peak. Wow. Yeah. Dante's Peak. I- I feel like I've seen that. What is that? Um, Pierce Brosnan. Oh, so I know not. you maybe haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Good bet. Yeah, thanks. Right. Uh, I'm excited. It's very dramatic. It's very serious, but I hope we can find uh, some good stuff in it. All and right. I, I fucking love this movie. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I want a good movie. Let's let's get a good one this time. Okay. All right, everybody. See you next time for Dante's Peak. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Mm-hmm. Boing boing.